Heavenly Father, Lord, we just give you glory. We thank you for an opportunity to share your word today. Father, Lord, we pray that you speak through me. I submit myself into your hands. Father, Lord, the Bible says in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Father, Lord, we thank you because we're going to increase in faith today. The word will come in. The Bible says the entrance of the word brings light. It brings understanding to the simple. So, Father, Lord, the word will come in. And as it comes in, we'll increase in faith today. We'll increase in understanding. And we'll continue to hold firm, hold firm to your word. Even in the storm, even in the trouble, we'll continue to hold firm to you. Father, Lord, we just give you glory. Thank you, awesome God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So today we, we still talking that last week we talked about, last, last week was Sunday school. On the previous week, we were talking about casting down all imaginations. So we're talking about, the, this is the part two of it, casting down all imaginations. Uh, I have a lot of scriptures we're going to read. So let's go 2 Corinthians 10.5, King James Version. It's casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself, exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So, you know, last two weeks we were saying how the Holy Spirit, you know, the Holy Spirit was telling us how the enemy runs wild. He's just running wild. All his, all his, all his job is, he only has one job. Only one job. And his job is to steal, kill, and destroy. That's his only job he has. You know, and how does he do it? He comes to fabricate lies. That's the way he does it. He fabricates lies. He lies. He, he, he takes the truth and mixes up with, with falsities. Lies. You know, and that's and that's his, that's his game plan. He sells us lies and sometimes we buy it sometimes we we buy we buy the lies thinking that's the truth because it sounds true but the whole part is all a lie it's like you buy a house that you think there's a house inside from the outside it looks beautiful but from the in when you go inside it's just it's a mess he paints, he, he paints a horrible picture in our heart. He paints that horrible picture in our heart, you know, that, wow, this thing is going to be terrible. He wants us to be fixated on the physical. You know, my body is hurting me. How do you believe that God is going to heal you? You know, but the word is always true, like I said. Christians are spirit beings. Our spirit beings, you know, the only way we can have access to God is through the spirit. God is spirit. We cannot use our physical abilities to access God. It's not possible. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 2, 14 to 16. New Living Bible. 
First Corinthians 2, 14 to 16, New Living Bible. It says, but the man who isn't a Christian can't understand and can't accept these thoughts of God. Excuse me, which the Holy Spirit teaches us. They sound foolish to him because only those who have this, the Holy Spirit within them can understand what the Holy Spirit means. Others just can't take it in. But the spirit, the spiritual man has insight into everything. And that bothers, that, that bothers and baffles the man of the world who can't understand him at all. How could he? For certainly he has never been one to know the Lord's thoughts or to discuss them with him or to move the hands of God by prayer. But strange as it seems, we Christians actually do have within us a portion of the very thoughts and mind of Christ. So we need to understand that we have the mind of Christ because Christ is in us. So, you know, you trying to tell an unbeliever that you have the mind of Christ, they don't understand. And that's the reason why they, 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 they stoned Stephen because they didn't understand. That's the reason why they, they, when Jesus was saying, I'm going to rise again, they didn't understand because it, it's foolishness to them. Coming to church, my brethren, is foolishness to an unbeliever. It's completely, when you think of it, the person says, why, why, why don't you sleep? Why don't you, why you bother? Why you bother coming to church? It's foolishness. And that's, that's the key, is that the enemy wants us to do what? Access God in the physical, which is foolishness. He tries to sell those things to us. I'm not saying you're foolish, but I'm not saying it's just, normally we just do it because we're just, you know, we used to access God. We sorry, we didn't used to access God in when we before 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 we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We did things on physical. We, 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 I want to go to Nigeria. We just take off, buy buy ticket, go. We didn't think about it. But now that we're in the Spirit, we contact God. That's what He says. You didn't even have a discussion with Him. A discussion with Him. You you talk to Him. Says you know what you want to go to Nigeria. You know, my mom, my mom, bless my mom's heart. You know, she, she's been in, she, 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 she wants to go to Nigeria. So one time she said, she told me, she said she wants to go to Nigeria. Say so we should pray. I said to her, yes, you want to go, it's good. I'm not saying it's not good, it's good. But we need to go to God if we we say we are connected to him and we are his child. We need to ask God what? Ask him, say, God, should I go? Is it beneficial for me to go? So the thing about it is, that's the key. That's the key. It's foolishness. You cannot, you cannot access God with what? Physical abilities, taste, smell, feeling. It's, you can't do that. Luke 6.45. New Living Translation. It says, a good man produces good things from the treasures of a good heart. An evil person produces evil things from the treasure of an evil heart. 
what you say flows from what is in your heart. So the key is that what is in your heart. And that's, that's why it's so paramount for us to do what? Have the word of God in our heart. Have the word of God fixed in our heart. So that when situations come, what happens? It flows out. It flows out. You know, this past week, I was telling the Lord, I was, I was you know, sometimes there, there's so much distraction. I'm telling you right now, there's so many, they have so much distraction in this, in this world. And who brings the distraction? It's the devil. He brings the distraction to distract us so that we don't focus on the word. He brings those distractions so we don't focus on the word. So I said to God, I said, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of all this, this distraction. I, I have to fix my heart on the word because that's the key. That's the key for us to continuously, constantly dwell and meditate on the word. It's, it is the most important thing ever. I'm telling you, it's the most is the most important thing that because what happens if situations happen, you know, you know, you know, when you were in the world, maybe when people, I won't say you, but when when you see somebody that is that is an unbeliever, because what, when situation happens, what proceeds comes from your heart. I, I'll give you an example. I was I was driving, I was driving, I was driving. You 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 understand what I'm saying here. I was driving to you know, I came from New York. I was staying with my sister in New York. And I was leaving my sister. And I moved to New Jersey. And what happened was, I didn't know anybody in New Jersey. So the only, the only mechanic I knew was Steve Williams in New York. So from New Jersey, I would drive all the way to New York, almost hour, two hours to go and fix my car. I was doing this until finally I said to God, I said, I need, I need a driver, I need a mechanic in New Jersey. Instead of driving all the way. And the time it really hit me was when I was on the road, I witnessed an accident. This woman's car, some assaulted like almost eight times. She, she went from the speed lane, the left lane, some assaulted. In front of me, I was, I was like a car ahead of her. No, a car behind her, sorry. A car behind her. She some assaulted in my front and now landed close to the water because this is on Belt Parkway, landed in the water. And all, and I ran, I left my car and I ran to her, all of us. It was like almost like a hundred people. All of us just stopped, left the car, ran towards her. And all she was saying was, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And then it was like, calm down, calm down. What is in your heart? Would it be the F-bomb, 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 F-bomb? Or would it be, oh my God, you know, what, what word are you going to come from your mouth? What are you going to say? She was saying what? Jesus, 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 Jesus. That's what she was saying. So that's why it's important that we, we, we drop, we put the word, we put the word in our heart. We constantly dwell in the, in the word. We should not wait for, for the enemy, to the devil, to, 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 to bring an opportunity. 
We should not wait for the for the, for an opportunity to strike. Because it comes can it comes unannounced. He doesn't come and say, um, Pastor Chuka, I'm coming to strike you tomorrow. So beware. Uh, then I'll be ready now. Then I'll be ready. He doesn't do that. What he does is he comes unannounced. So the Lord gave me this example. It's amazing. This teaching I'm teaching you. Let me, let me move on. The Lord, the Lord gave me this example. He says, you know, in the US or some Western countries, what happens? They fortify their military base in case of war. They don't let their guard down. They pump in billions to do what? Fortify their military base. Why did they do this? Just in case somebody decides to say what? I'm going to wage war against you. They are what? We have an enemy, the devil, who comes unannounced. He wants to what? Win the battle. He wants to take a hold of what? Your heart. He says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. He wants to take over your heart. And this is the key. We, don't, we cannot allow him to do that. We cannot let our God down. Because there's it. Look, the enemy is strategical. Let's be honest. The enemy is strategic. And the devil is strategic. He comes with so many distractions. Netflix, this one, that one. And you distract you. Walk. You bring it all. So that you won't have the opportunity to even read your Bible. To fortify yourself. So you don't, you can't grow in faith. And that's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. Look at what Matthew, Matthew 12 says. 43 to 45. If I don't finish, we'll go next week. We'll finish. Because we want to be, we want to understand the enemy's uh, trap. So we know how to avoid it. Praise the Lord. Matthew, please leave it there. I, I just, you know, somebody told me a story. I, I, I don't speak Yoruba as much. But somebody gave me this instance in your in your but it says if a man is if a child is walking, if a child is walking and he trips, he's looking up to his parents. But if if a an adult is walking and he trips, he's looking back to see what tripped him. We need to look back and say, what is going, what is tripping us? We need to understand the enemy sets traps. But if we are fortified, if we are fortified in the word, we look at this and say, none of this move me. We will be like Paul. Let's look at what it says, Matthew 12, 43 to 45. He says, when an evil spirit leaves a person, he goes into the desert seeking rest, but finds none. You know what he's saying? He says he tries to look for someone he can do what? He can he can enter. Someone that he can, that will buy his, his goods. So, let me finish reading this thing first. So I don't confuse this. 
44. It says, then it says, I will return to the person I came from. So he returns and finds its former home empty, swept and in order. Then the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than itself. And they all enter the person and live there. And so that person is worse than before. That would be the experience of this evil generation. You know what the Lord is saying? What the, what the Bible is saying here? And that's why we need to fortify ourselves. You know, somebody is strong in the Lord. You're, you're strong, you know. Maybe we pray for you so that you can, you, 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 you can get healed. Then you get healed. You believe. You believe. You got, you got healed. Doesn't mean because you got healed. Now you just now let your guard down and say, oh, it's, you, know, you know, it's all good. No. That's why you fortify yourself. Because what happens? The enemy is going to come back to see whether what? Are you still relaxed? Or are you still knowing in whom you believe? And if you're relaxed, what happens? He goes and gets his, he gets additional reinforcement. And the, the other aspect is this. Look at what he says. He says he goes what? In search of other people he can do what? He can, he can go into. He can sell them some goods. And those people are what? Fortified. He said, there's no way to enter. There's no, there's no entrance. Look, we're in a perilous situation where, where this is, the Bible says the end times. Situations happen. We cannot let our God down. No. He left, the devil leaves someone and goes he goes for a resting place. He wants, he's looking to, he's looking to see who's distracted. <laughs> who is distracted? Who is, who is, who, who has bought what he's selling? Who has opened the door? And that's the key. He's looking for someone who has opened the door. You know, sometimes we open the door to unforgiveness. You think what I'm saying? Okay, let's look at Luke for Luke Luke twenty two three. Luke twenty two three. He said, "Then Satan entered Judas Iscariot, who was one of the twelve disciples. But Judas was the one that he was was he was lying, he was still he was doing all kinds of things. He, he sold as look, Judas did a lot of atrocities. He opened the door." He opened the door. The devil entered him and now he's finished. He's, what he says, he, he, he got, the devil distracted him, distracted him and he bought it. I said, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And that was it. That's how, he, from that on, then on, then on was, he, dis, he then, he says, okay, I'm done doing the bidding of who? Of the devil. And that's why he was able to do what? Sell out to Jesus. I would still say it. We need to do what? We need to be in, in the word. Do you, do you know that in most in most tournaments 
teams. I'll give you boxing. I like boxing. So, you know, in boxing, what happens is that if there's a competition, the opponent always goes and understands the playbook of the, the, of the other opponent. You know, if it's Tyson against uh, Holyfield, Tyson will go and, I don't know why Tyson would, but, you know, Tyson will go and uh, look at Holyfield's playbook to understand how can he defeat Holyfield. And Holyfield would do, do the same to Tyson. You see, let me tell you something. The enemy is the, the main the main objective of the enemy is to do what, like I said in the beginning, is to steal, kill, and destroy. His objective is for us to that he's upset that we left the heavenly camp. I came left, sorry, left his camp and came to the heavenly camp. Left his 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 uh, area and come to God. He's upset now. Why did I say the turn, the, this whole tournament, understanding the playbook? You see, we already understand now his, his playbook. We understand the enemy's playbook. He's trying to use the physical. He's trying, to, he's trying to distract us. We understand that. Now, can we now understand how we can win the battles? That's the key. You know, this helps us when we understand the way he operates, now we understand how in the kingdom, kingdom things operate. Now we'll be able to win battles. Win, win battles, knowing that God is on our side. We are, we, let us look at God's way to help us to win the devil, to defeat the devil and always walk in victory. You know, sometimes our own way of victory is not sometimes the way God thinks. We need to walk with him to understand. That's the key. You know, say, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. How do you delight? You come and understand who Christ is. Come and understand who he is. Walk with him. And when you keep walking with him, what happens? You start to understand, okay, this is his heart. You and, you and, you and God, you start to have the conversation. Let's look at let's look at um, let's let's start looking at how to defeat the enemy in Philippians four eight message. He says, summing it all up, friends, I will say, you do your best by filling your minds and meditating on things that are true. What is true? The word of God is true. Fill your mind and meditate on the word. What is, un, is noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, no, not the worst. We can't think the worst. The beautiful, not the ugly. Things to praise, not things to curse. Supposing you, you, you got a, a, a bad report. Doctor's report, bad report, something that is not promising. You have a situation that has gone from bad to worse. You have a difficult situation. You don't know what to do. The Bible is telling us to do what? We are told in Philippians 4a that we just read, to do what? Focus our attention on who? On God. 
Focus, go back to God. It is only God that can help us. We can either pray, you know, ask God to open our eyes to understand. Understand what the Bible is saying. Look, we are at war. My brothers and sisters, we are at war. We can't lay, we can't lay our guard down. And because we are at war, we need to be at war too. The Bible says we, we need the sword of the spirit. We need the word. If, if you understand what you, you want, you want to understand, you want to be, you want to understand what God is saying in this matter. You take up scripture because you know, you know what happens is that you take up scripture to understand what is going on. You have a situation, doctor's note, doctor. Let me let me give you let me give you this example. Let me, let me give you this example so you understand what I'm saying. You know, I, I used to go to this doctor one time, you know, and the doctor, the doctor said to me, I went to her for almost, I don't know, seven years. I was I was like the woman that uh, <laughs> sorry to say, but I was the woman with like the issue of blood. I went to the doctor. This happened like maybe three years ago. Well, I spent, thank God for insurance. I didn't spend everything I had, but thank God for insurance. Then one day I went to her and she said to me, she says, I can't help you. I don't know what to do. She was stumped. Completely stumped. She says, I, I, I don't know what to do. I've given you everything I can do. I've done everything. I, 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 I don't know. But in me, I said, you know, I went to God. I was, you know, I was, I was, I was there. I said, God, you know, if this doctor doesn't know what to do, at least I can come back to you. I need you to, to help me. I need you to be my healer, not the doctor. You know, yes, I put, you see, what happens is that, yes, you, 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 doctors are, I have a sister that's a doctor, so doctors are lovely people. They mean well. But the thing is, God is not saying for us to put our trust in the doctor. God is saying put our trust in him so that he can use the doctor to help us. But you know, after a while, I put my trust in the doctor. And what happened? There was trouble. Then I said it, God, I'm going to hold on to the word. I'm going to hold on to scriptures. And I'm going to, I'm going to hold on to you because I'm not going to any doctor anymore. I'm holding on to who? The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. If I can go to, the, the, the rated this doctor, the best doctor. The best doctor in New Jersey. Who else am I going to go to if not the best doctor in the world? The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. And I, I, I can see what God is doing in me.
we're not supposed to, we're, not supposed, we're supposed to put our anchor in him, in, in God alone. When trouble comes, we're not supposed to be thinking, God, why? I pay tithe, I do that, I give offering, I, I, I serve in the soup kitchen. I, God, why? Why? No, that's not the time to ask why. The time is what? Start to think. Concentrate on God. That's why when you have the word in you, what happens? It's God, the Holy Spirit starts to prompt you, prompt the word out. Because you already feasted on the word before. Let me, let's, let me go first. I know you understand it. I believe the Holy Spirit is revealing what I'm saying to you. Yesterday, during prayer, my, my, pastor, my, my beloved wife, Pastor Aya, she shared a word of encouragement. You know, she shared it. I really blessed me. She shared it for like maybe 10 minutes. I really blessed me. So I want, I want to elaborate on it. I want to elaborate on it so that we have a better understanding. Acts, we're going to read it, Acts 16. But I'm going to, I, pray, I, I, I want to encourage us, use today. Don't, don't, don't let it go to pastor to, to, today. Use today, or even this week. Maybe it's this week. Because we don't know when the enemy will strike. That's why I say use today. But if you don't have time today, that's okay. Tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, please read Acts 16, the entire Acts 16. So you, and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal mysteries to you. It says, call upon me and I shall answer, I shall show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Ask God to open your eyes. But let's go. So because of time, I'm on 103. Acts 16, 16 to 18. He said, one day, as we were going down, as we we're going down to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. So she earned a lot of money for, for her masters by telling fortunes. So she, she followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, this man of, of this man are servants of the most high God. Says they have come to tell you how to be saved. This went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated that he turned and said to the, the demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus to come out of her. And instantly it left her. Then just, just hold it, hold it, hold it one day. It's telling us that fortune tellers, voodoo people, juju people, black magic, are demons. There are demons operating in them. And when you are, if you know anybody, please call them and tell them to stay away from those things. Because they are being attached. They are, being, they are exposing themselves to the same demon. And before you know it, the attachment comes. And Pastor Emmanuel told us about the story of someone. I want to read the whole thing, but I just want to tell you this. Of someone who, somebody took them to, to the Juju man. And before you know it, the man almost went mental. So we need to be careful. We need to be careful. And I know we don't go there, but we still need to be careful. We need to be careful. And we need to tell our, our, our whoever we know that goes there to, to turn to God instead of going to those places. Let's look at, let's go, let's go. Acts 16, 22 to 26. 
a mob quickly a mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas, and the city officials ordered them stripped down, stripped and beaten with wooden rods. They were severely beaten, and then they were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure they didn't escape. So the jailer put them into the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in the stocks. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and other prisoners were listening. Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake, and the prison, the prison was shaken to its foundation. All the doors immediately flew open, and the chains of every prisoner fell off. You know, Paul and Silas were directed to come. If you read that from the beginning, they were directed to come to a specific town to preach the word to a certain man. That was the assignment. They were sent by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit guided them to that certain place to preach the word. On their way, trouble came. So that, that's what I want to tell you also is that even though the Holy Spirit will tell you to do something, doesn't mean trouble doesn't come. The enemy is always there to see whether do you believe the word? Do you believe what the Holy Spirit says? Trouble always comes. It comes, you know, the, the sun and the rain, the sun and the rain, it touches everybody. Trouble comes to everyone, unbeliever, non-believer. But the, the beautiful thing of, of a Christian is that when trouble comes, we know who, where we can run to. We can run to God. You see, this, this, these two men were what? Stripped naked and beaten with rods. Wooden rods. Wooden. It's amazing. What will be your first thought when God tells you to go somewhere and things are not working out? When God tells you to go and open a business and things are not working out? Or when God tells you, hold on to, hold on to this word, and things are not working out? Do you think the devil will tell you or we start to, don't you think the devil will start to tell you stuff? He will tell you stuff now. And if you're not careful, you will just leave what, you drop what God told you and say, I don't want to do this again. And you know, so, also, you know, say, you know that they have unbelieving believers that will tell you, ah, and you're still believing God for this thing. You know, he killed my brother two, two days ago. Or he did this one, he did Or, ah, you do this one, ah, I don't know. Are you going to trust God in the situation? Or people say, ah, God is judging you for the bad things you did. Others will, will, will start to think, am I sure I heard God's voice correctly? How come these, things, these bad things are happening? You see, this man decided to cast down what? All imaginations. To cast down every thought. He, every thought, any thought the enemy brought, they decided to do what? Cast it down, sorry. Decide to what? Cast it down. They refused to believe. Basically, what they wanted to do was to do what? Act on the word of God. That was all they decided to do. I'm only acting on the word. If you have money in the bank, you not you. If you don't have money in the bank, you're not able to draw from it. 
If you have not been feeding or meditating on the word, there's nothing the Holy Spirit can draw from. But if you're feeding on the word constantly, when situations come, there is contrary to the word. There's a start, there's, there's, a, there's a staring in your heart. The Holy Spirit now brings the word for you. And that word becomes the standard. That word is the thing that says no. is more of a, a fence. It's a fence that says, no, 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 no. You're not coming in. Isaiah 59, 59, 19. Please give me five minutes. I'm not even half done, but give me five minutes. Isaiah 59, 19. So, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall, when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. What is the standard? The standard is the word. You need to have the word. You need to fortify yourself. This is not a time to relax. It is not a, because all day there's a change of regime. It's not a time to relax. It's a time to do what? To stand up. It's a time to study the word. Yes, there's no troubles going on. That's okay. But let me tell you something. The enemy doesn't go against somebody that is, you know, that he goes against people that are what? that is precious in God's hands. What word have you put as a standard in your life that you're going through? The entrance of the word brings light. As you focus on the word, light shines instead of darkness shining. Because the enemy wants to bring darkness and that's why he says that there's a war. Galatians 5 says there's a war. And that's the war. The war is going on. And that's why you need to do what? Let the word be the light. Let the word be the standard. As we continue to focus on the light, because it is the light, that's the light that will help us through the darkness. As you focus, as you focus, on those things, you know, Philippians 4, 8, it says, focus on those things that are true, the praiseworthy. You start to, you start, wow. Do you know that somehow I should keep focusing on God, not on the problem. I should keep focusing on God. That's why it says, then before you know it, you start to do what? You start to praise God. Praise God for who he is. Not for what he will give you, but for who he is. Then you, before you know it, you switch into this whole thanksgiving and you start to praise God. Why? People looking at you like, I thought you say you have all this, but you, you, your direction is not in the things that is happening with you. Your direction is in the God who would give you the ability to do what? Who has the, the power to do what? To conquer that thing for you. And you know, this is exactly what Jesus did. Jesus did what? He did the exact thing. He fixed his eyes on what? In Hebrew, I'll read it quickly. Hebrew 2, Hebrew 12, 2 to 3. He says, we do this by keeping our eyes on who? On Jesus. 
Hebrews 12, 2 to 3, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates our and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him. He endured the cross, disregarding what it's shame. He was not fixed on the problem. He was fixed on the word. What was the word? The word says, when you're done with this, you're going to come and sit with me. You're going to sit beside me. So he disregarded all what's going on. He was fixed on the word. He was fixed on what God said. He says, when you're done, you're coming back to heaven to sit beside me because you know what? At the mention of your name, Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord indeed. This is what? You're going to sit beside me. And that's why we need to hold on to the word. We need to hold on to God. This is what we need to be, we, we need to understand. So Paul and Silas didn't ref- they, they didn't, they didn't, they refused. They refused to put their put their eyes on this. What is going on? They what they fixed their eyes on who? On God. They refused to, to, to fix their minds on the trouble. Instead, they fixed their eyes on the giver of the assignment. God had the assignment. The assignment was go to preach to somebody. In their mind, they, they put their mind on that assignment. I'm gonna preach to somebody today. That's all I'm doing. There's a guy here I'm going to preach to. And when they did that, God arose. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen a man that is going to just believe me. We can alternatively sit down and complain. I said, God, why you allow this thing to happen? You know, I preached a sermon one time in the old church. It says, complain and remain, praise and be raised. Complain and remain, praise and be raised. Which one do you want? Do you want to praise God and, and, and be raised? As God says, yeah, yeah, I see somebody that's, that still believes me in spite of what they're going through. In spite of what they're going through. Or am I going to, are, are you going to complain and, and now pity party? Oh, you know, I don't know what's going on. No. We're at a war. We're at war. My brothers and sisters, we're at war. You know, our actions, let me tell you this, our actions in difficult situations can either bring someone to the place of trusting God or or drive someone away from the kingdom of God. People are watching us. People are watching us. What are you going to do in this action? What are you going to do here? And that's why the jailer came and says, Saz, Saz, man, wow, I'm going to keep and say, no, 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 don't, don't do that. Don't do such a thing. Don't do such a thing. Then he says, man, if this can happen, I want to receive this Jesus that you have. For you and I to be an overcomer, for, for you and I to be victorious, we need to be what students of the word. As you keep hearing the word, as you keep coming to church, you're building your faith. Yes, trouble is not happening now. That's okay. You praise God for that one. But when the trouble happens, what happens? You are now fixed. We learn, we learn how to swim before we go to the water. It's not when we're in the water, we start to see how we could learn how to swim. 
I will tell you this quick joke. I went, to, I don't know what sent me when I was, I was before I knew Christ, thank God. I don't know what drove me to go to water park. I don't know how to swim for absolutely nothing. But I went with my friends. Thank God I don't know those boys anymore. I went with my friends, with my wife. We went all, we went through this, whatever, roller coaster, water ride, whatever. And the thing now plunges you out. Boom! And we enter this, I enter this pool. This pool. And because I'm so scared of water, I was like, oh my God, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Until my friend tapped me and says, Chuka, just stand up. This is two inches, two inch water pool. You, you'll be fine. Then I stood up, I was like, oh, okay. The key is that we don't go, we need to do what? We need to learn how to swim before we go to this kind of water parks. We need to learn. We need to learn the word before situations happen. We need to have an understanding of the word before a situation happens. Because when that situation happens, now you're fortified. Now you're ready for the, for the enemy because you know his tricks. That's why we have to understand his tricks. We know his tricks. So when you understand his tricks, then you can understand. They say, okay, this one, this one, oh, I know how you. Then you know what word you're standing for. Work at bringing every thought to the obedience of Christ. And how you bring every thought to the obedience of Christ, hold on to the word of God. Know your word. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. Because when we need to put it on all the time because we're at war. And we need to be victorious. Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just give you glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your word today. Help us to, to know that we're at war. And we can't sit down. Sit down and be comfortable. We need to be alert. We need to be alert because we're at war. The enemy is not letting up. So we cannot let up. We cannot put our guard down. The enemy is trying to sell us everything. Try to sell distraction. We're not going to put our guard down. We're going to continuously believe your word. We're going to continuously fix our eyes on you. Father Lord, we just give you praise. Thank you for your word today. Help us to be just not hearers of the word, but also doers of your word. In the name of Jesus. Father Lord, we just give you glory. Thank you because, Lord, we received your word today. And, Lord, that word, it will grow in our hearts in the name of Jesus. Thank you, awesome God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And I'm sorry that I took too much time, but I needed to deliver that message to us. Pastor, please stop recording. And you have the announcement.